Inside Chicago Government. ShyGov.com. Welcome to another in a series of interviews with Ben Jarofsky. I'm Dave Gloetz. Ben writes on government and politics for the Chicago Reader. He's here with me today. Welcome to the broadcast. Thank you, David. Today we're talking about tax increment financing. My favorite subject. I always love it when people try to explain tax increment financing. You're on. Go. In the city of Chicago, there are 130-plus special tax increment financing or TIF districts in which the city of Chicago skims a portion of the property taxes and puts it into special funds. Very well put. I like that. And those funds have accumulated you know, somewhere to $1.3 to $1.5 billion right about now. That sounds about right. Depending yeah. on who you talk to. So it's become quite an issue of this money sitting around, or what some people think is sitting around, and that's, that's what we're going to talk about because... This week, the City Council Finance Committee deferred action on an ordinance introduced last July for sort of doing something with all that money sitting around what has been called the TIF surplus. And you wrote about it in an article that appeared in the Chicago Reader on September 8th, 2016, titled Fantasy Flick. Online, it's titled CPS's Fantasy Infomercial Avoids Any Talk of Strikes, Layoffs, or Budget Cuts. Yes. We'll go back to just July 20th, 2016, when Alderman George Cardenas of the 12th Ward and Alderman Susan Sedlowski-Garza of the 10th Ward rounded up several dozen aldermen to co-sponsor a proposal that, if it became law, would force the city to every September identify TIF funds not required pledged, earmarked, or otherwise contractually obligated. Mm -hmm. And this ordinance nails down the definition of obligated in terms of legally binding written documents. And it says the city must publish all this evidence on a website. And then, after it identifies all those funds that are not so-called obligated, the city must forward the portion that should go to the Board of Education that would have originally gone to the Board of Education by the following December. And we know from looking at our tax bills, our property tax bills, that's somewhere in the neighborhood of 54% of property taxes in a given place. Would go to the Chicago Public Schools. Where it would have originally gone anyway, had it not been set aside. Yeah. So back when this uh, ordinance, this Cardenas Garza ordinance was introduced in July, it was shunted to the City Council Finance Committee which took it up this week. Mm -hmm. This uh, finance committee turned into a little bit of a drama. Many of the supporters of this ordinance showed up for uh, the meeting, which was advertised to start around 2 o'clock. Mm -hmm. And this included apparently a bunch of parents of CPS students and activists. And these people got annoyed after the chairman, 14th Ward Alderman Ed Burke, juggled the committee agenda <laughs> by putting other items up yeah. first. Oh, big surprise, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So after sitting through these other items for a while, the activists and the parents got a little agitated, and they started chanting. Okay. And this is what they sounded like. They're saying, we want to vote. In other words, they wanted this issue to be brought up and right. not further deferred. Mm -hmm. So reportedly, it was about 4 o'clock before the committee got around to discussing the TIF ordinance. In that discussion, Alderman Walter Burnett of the 27th Ward said, quote, I cannot support this. I cannot hurt my people to help someone else, unquote. 
Turns out he's a co-sponsor of yeah, the ordinance such a joke. Yeah. being debated. Yeah. It was an interesting revelation, apparently, to the Alderman Garza. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of big. That's why they call him freshman. This is why I'm so fascinated with TIFFs. One of the many reasons, what they used to call golden handcuffs. Mayor Daly figured this out, and Mayor Rahm picked up on it. He's not a stupid man, and this is not even that complicated of a scheme, but the money enables him to buy the loyalty of people like Burnett because it's the only source of discretionary, or it's the largest single source of discretionary money. They could spend it ever they want, and it's not equally distributed. That's another flaw with the program. The program benefits gentrifying neighborhoods. That's the way it's set up. A gentrifying neighborhood benefits the most from this program. A poor neighborhood benefits the least because there's the least amount of growth in a poor neighborhood. Well, Walter Burnett happens to have several gentrifying neighborhoods in his ward, all with TIFFs, so there's big money flowing in, far more than, let's say, Alderman Anthony Beale, who represents the Ninth Ward in the South Side. Just to clarify for our listeners the reason that's the case, because in gentrifying wards, the property values are increasing, and when property values increase, the increment of these tax increment financing districts increase, and that money that's set aside is siphoned off gets larger. So, yeah. So on top of everything else, it's it's really unfair. The program's unfair. If you think of it as the administration will try to get you to think about it as an investment into infrastructure, a necessary investment into our city's future, then we have to change the way the money is awarded because it's not fair that Alderman Burnett gets far more money than Alderman Beals Ward or that Alderman Dow gets far more. She's in the third ward, another gentrifying area. That Alderman Dow gets far more money than, let's say, Rod Sawyer's ward. It's just not fair to these other neighborhoods. So there's so many flaws in this program that it should be significantly changed and altered, but they're not going to do it because it's a source of so much money and power. They're in a box because the number one rhetoric that most politicians offer up is that nothing is more important than the schools. But I think the reality is nothing is more important than their own reelection. So since the flow of TIF money into these bank accounts is key to them holding on to power by distributing favors, etc., they're not going to change the program unless there's a tremendous amount of upheaval and pressure. This is pretty significant, the fact that Cardenas and Garza signed on to this. Ben, that's all we have time for. Thanks for joining me today. Thank you, sir. Listeners, we always welcome your questions and comments and your suggestions for future interviews. Our Twitter handle is C-H-I-G-O-V-T. Our Facebook handle is InsideGov. That's G-O-V. I'm Dave Glowetz. Thanks for listening.